Did you hear that noise? I think it came from inside that bottle. Welcome to the Comics Vault Podcast. I'm David of PA Nerd Cosplay. And uh, I'm Neil. I uh, own the Comics Vault here in Altoona, PA. Uh, we're pretty excited to be uh, be a part of this. We'll, um, we'll start pretty casual this week, and then uh, as we move on, we'll get into a more rhythm. We're going to talk about uh, some upcoming comics that are getting released this week, some local events, uh, and some nerd things that are, uh, that are on the calendar, too. Yeah, you can find uh, me at... On Instagram and Facebook at PA Nerd Cosplay. Um, I believe Neil has some social media handles too. No, the easiest way is just to come right downtown Altoona, the corner of Twelfth uh, <laughs> Avenue and Twelfth Street. Uh, come on into the store and uh, check it out. And for you lazy people, you can just find him on Facebook.com/slash/TheComicsVault. <laughs> or he has an Instagram too. I think it's the same thing. Um, so Neil will give us a rundown of the comics that are going to be released today um, as we release this on Wednesday the 20th. Yeah, uh, we do have some pretty cool books coming out this week. What's first? We got Secret Empire Titan, Avengers number 11. We're going to try to wrap that Avengers or that Secret Empire stuff up. Batman 31. I think we're wrapping up the um, War of Jokes and Riddles. Um, also coming in this week, though I can't uh, distribute it until Saturday, we got some really cool Batman books. Again, uh, DC celebrating uh, Batman Day. Uh, this year, Harley Quinn has taken over the cover and stories of each of those those three books. So those are going to be available uh, here in the store, uh, but also up at uh, Nittany Valley Con. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Now, are we going to have a uh, Batman Day here as well, or like we did last year? Yeah, it's always on. Uh, it's always on the Saturday, and the store is going to be closed because we're That's participating right. in the uh, in the event in State College. So, I'm going to take the books up there. We'll pass them out at our table. Any books we have left, we'll bring them out to pass out the next week. But uh, don't forget to celebrate Batman Day wherever you are. Uh, I mean, they always tell you to dress for the job you want. So go into the Batman. <laughs> um, what else is coming up? We got uh, Doctor Strange. These are all um, titles that are going to be switching over to the new numbers after we hit the um, Marvel Legacy event. So uh, we're still on number 25 for Doctor Strange. Um, Harley Quinn number 28 is coming out this week. A lot of Harley Quinns out there. Um, a lot of Harley Quinn fans, especially since uh, this is kind of her month. Um, Nightwing is a metal crossover. Uh, Nightwing 29, um, which is really good right now. Um, Spider-Man... Superman number 31, um, Venomverse, we're right in the middle of that uh, five-part series with uh, number three coming out on Wednesday, um, and X-Men Gold rounds out the list of the uh, the must-reads. Which, uh, talking about comics that were released or being released today, um, the staff pick for this week um, would be the Harley Quinn 25th anniversary book, which uh, we have some exciting news if you haven't seen anywhere with the page or anything like that we are uh, at the end of this episode we interviewed Ken Hunt who did the exclusive Comics Vault variant cover for this book which um, will be in the store if you can come through and pick it up or um, 
we will link the eBay for you to go pick it up there. Um, so if uh, you have anything else to say about that, it's for uh, Harley Quinn there. Uh, it was a great event. Uh, we contacted DC and we put together uh, our own cover for uh, her 25th anniversary special. Uh, Ken Hunt was a local PA artist, so I called him up. He was able to do it, and um, it turned out great, and he had time to come in his schedule to come down and sign copies on Saturday. Uh, the turnout was, was wonderful. I couldn't have asked for anything more. Uh, the line was around the building to get here and get a copy of that book and to meet him. Uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, we still have lots of copies of the book left, so uh, if you didn't get a chance to grab it, you want to come in, um, they'll still be here. And uh, he signed about 400 copies in advance for me, so we have a lot of signed copies too if you're looking for that. A real nice guy. Um, I have met him once before that. I didn't get a chance to stay for the event to really talk to him, so you know, this is the first time to be it for me to be able to sit down and talk to me. Really interesting guy. He doesn't talk about it in the podcast, but uh, with the interview we did, but you can call him Ken Hunt, the man that never dies. He's talked about stories of him waking up in a body bag twice and being shot twice. So he's got some uh, interesting stories. So if you want to shoot him a message, um, say, hey, just want to talk. I heard you have some interesting stories if you want to have the time to talk. And uh, he's, you know, loves meeting with fans, loves talking to fans. So I think he'd appreciate that. So and don't forget to come on by the store and uh, grab your copy of Harley Quinn. So now we can move on to upcoming events that are coming up into the store this this week or weekly yeah we uh we try to do something different in the store each night game wise uh, a couple nights for magic uh an afternoon on sunday for Yu-Gi-Oh. uh um, i'm sorry uh, pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh's on friday uh all those are going to be on hold this week because we're going to be up uh, like i said in state college uh they're doing their um nittany con uh, that's been going on for a number of years but this is the first year that it's going to be on two days it's going to be on saturday the 23rd and sunday the 24th um, we'll have a table up there, but there's going to be some, some killer guests. There's some great uh, IDW artists up there. Um, and the big draw is, of course, uh, Chris Claremont. He's going to be uh, there both days signing books. Uh, it's going to be a really good event. I think they did a nice job with it. Uh, so the normal uh, games that we play here are, are on hold for a week, but we hope everyone comes up uh, to, uh, to Penn State this weekend. And uh, don't forget to, I'm going to throw a plug in there for uh, Steve and Anna. He is going to be the uh, cosplay judge, or one of the judges at the event this weekend. Um, we were thinking about having him on, but uh, releasing this is, you know, getting us to this as late as we did, but, you know, appropriately timing for this new comic uh, that we released. Um, we weren't able to have him on and talk about that, but we'll still throw the plug in there. Neil's going to be there. I'll be there this, uh, this weekend. I'll be there on Saturday. Um, most likely as Captain America, so if you see me, say hey, get some pictures, whatnot. So, how did this all roll about? Um, why why are we doing this anyway? Uh, well, to be honest, I'm gonna tell you that I stole this off of somebody. <laughs> I saw that. Uh, we'll throw a plug in there for Comics World. I saw that they were doing a podcast, and I, it, you know, I've always wanted to do one, and I I hate hearing my voice. So this is you know awkward to hear this in the first place, but. I was like, you know, I want to do this. And I saw that they had done one, and I'm like, you know what, that's a great idea. So I'm like, hmm, let's throw this by Neil. See if we can make an official one for the store. That way him and I can have guests. We can just basically just sit here and talk about nerdy stuff. I mean, this is, we're trying to, ha I'm trying to have this casual. I'm one that as soon as there's a mic in front of me, it's like, hmm, I'm, I got to go in an announcer voice here and talk about it like this. And But yeah, it's something that I've wanted to do. So, and I stole it off of them thinking, hmm, a comic book store podcast would be great. Get, you know, events out there. Uh, talk about 
some other stuff, nerd stuff, and you know, get some. And we're gonna hopefully we can get some people involved in some of the stuff. Get some, you know, get you guys' participation in this. To obviously, give us feedback. Tell us what you want to hear. What uh, you know, constructive criticism. If you, if you just hate it, just say, "Hey, this sucks." You know, we we can take it. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was hesitant at first. Uh, on a couple different levels. First of all, uh, nobody really cares what I have to say. Uh, my wife will certainly <laughs> vouch for that. Uh, second thing is, um, I of course have opinions, and those opinions are a little bit different from some of the customers that come into the store. <laughs> I don't want to an- alienate anybody. I want them to come in and buy some comics, and you know, hang out, and uh, think it's a pretty cool place. Um, for example, I I love Dick Grayson. I think he's the greatest Robin, and I think t- I think. Uh, um, Red Hood is a bitch, um, and that offends a lot of people. And uh, if I say that, um, they might not come in and, and buy the book. So those kind of things have me worried. But on the positive note, there's a lot of great things going on in, in Altoona in this area um, that we can get involved in. Uh, it's nice to be able to throw out a plug for Nittany Valley Con. Uh, there's a great um, comic book event coming up called uh, Super Flash in St. Francis. It's going to be a, a killer event with a debut of a new movie. Um, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit next week. Um, there's some art galleries going on downtown. There's uh, the zombie run coming up. There's uh, what else is in October? Um, Halloween Comic Fest. Um, I mean, there's lots of great things going on here that we can, we can help plug. So uh, we'll try to see how it goes, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's we got to get people involved, and with the whole you know opinions thing, that's why I think uh, I had thrown something in here that we were going to talk about, or well, we are we're not I guess not really going to talk about, but I'm going to throw it in there anyway. And I figured let's just let the fans discuss this because we'll just throw it out there, and you guys can tell us what you think in the comments, either here on uh, SoundCloud, which is going to be exclusively to SoundCloud for now until I can figure out how the heck to even get it on iTunes and and Google Play. Um, I'll ask around, or if you guys know how to do it, shoot me a message, and I'll get on that real quick, or on Facebook, you know, down in the comments, um, but yeah, we'll uh, hit on some stuff that's probably going to be a little controversial, that's why we're not going to talk about it, we don't, you don't want our opinions, you just kind of want to hear us talk about comics and nerd stuff, so you guys can hash out your opinions so you don't hate us for what we think, <laughs> so. Unless it is uh, Dick Grayson versus Jason Todd, then. <laughs> and Neil will say... I, I, I don't even need, need to acknowledge uh, that question. What was one of your first, uh, uh, you used to do the uh, questions for the what's in the vault, and that was one of the first, I think that was, that was the first question you put up, one of the four, the four Robins? Yeah, you talked about, uh, the question was, um, I wasn't sure, we, we have a big bank vault, because the building used to be a bank, and uh, when I first opened, I, I put a different prize in there each week, I uh, will put a question on the wall. Uh, I, I just said uh, list the uh, list four robins. You put it in a piece of paper, put it in a box, and then I draw a winner, and they get to go in the vault and pick something. So I'm assuming every time you saw his name on there, you kind of cringed, and you're like, Ugh. sure. I threw out all the Jason. <laughs> Everyone that answered Jason Todd went right to the garbage. <laughs> all right, we'll uh, break open the vault here and get straight into the news that you know we saw this week. Um, I, I don't know if I saw it this week, but I had seen that. Uh, I, First time I watched the movie, I didn't notice it. I had to actually go back and rewatch it, but the MCU actually broke the fourth wall for the first time with the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Um, actually, with the very beginning of the movie, um, it's in the world of film and comics too. 
the fourth wall means that the reality of the universe has been broken, usually by acknowledging the audience directly or by acknowledging the character's fictional reality. The origi this originated as a theater term, as the standard theater stage has three walls and an imaginary fourth wall where the audience is seated. The most common example of the movie character breaking the fourth wall is Deadpool. He does this a lot. The potty-mouthed mercenary who actually finally got his first movie in 2006, which I'm sure that we can ask everybody, and it's arguably one of the best you know, R-rated Marvel movies. I mean, I know uh, Sony owns this one, or is it Fox? I think Fox owns this one. But uh, you know, this was probably arguably the best R-rated comic book movie to date. But throughout Deadpool, the... Uh, mercenary would often talk straight to the camera and acknowledge, you know, the audience and acknowledge that he was even in a movie. Um, you know, example of him acknowledging who, who Hugh Jackman was and whose balls he had to fondle to get his own movie. And he said it rhymed with Wolverine. Now he's so. been doing that for years in the comic book. I mean, he he knows that he's a fictional character in a it, comic book. Yeah, which kind of brings about the whole Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. He knows he's fake, so he's like, what's the point? I'm going to kill everybody. Um, what's one of the first examples of someone breaking the fourth wall in a movie? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I'm 22, so I can't say that You know, I've seen a whole... I mean, I grew up watching 80s cheesy films. I know that... I would say that besides a comic book movie, the base, biggest example of breaking the fourth wall in any movie is probably Wayne's World. They acknowledge the audience quite a bit, and even though they say they're not, uh, what's what's the word, um, product placement, they do it quite a bit. Especially in the first one, or I think it's the first one they get a lot. They get paid, yeah, the first one where they get paid so much money to gum on um, that guy's TV show to basically be sponsors for his arcade games. I'm and thinking the uh, the post credit scene in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, that's right. I think that could be the first. That would have been example. before Waynesboro. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, let's see, where were we? Oh, it, it occurred the ending of the adorable opening credit sequence as Baby Groot dances to Mr. Blue Sky. Towards the end of this hilarious sequence, Groot rides on the back of a rat like alien life form through the battle against the obelisk. Once he gets through the heated battle, Groot lets go of the creature and rolls across the ground, which is one when the fourth wall is broken. Towards the end of his roll, Groot hurdles into the camera, um, which I will link a video of that in the uh, description, and if you want to, you can skip to 241 um, in the video. So that's that's the first time Marvel has ever, you know, broken the fourth wall, or Marvel Cinematic Universe has broken the fourth wall, which is, you know, a big deal, but it was so subtle that, you know, nobody really caught it, which I'm sure there were some people that said, hey, oh, look, he acknowledged the audience, but, you know, for the most part, nobody really would have noticed unless someone that is a huge critic and just very detail-oriented would have noticed it. You got anything uh, interesting, Neil? About breaking the fourth wall? Nah. Um, I noticed it. I, I didn't really... Uh, Really give it much thought when I saw it. I was kind of just looking forward to what the rest of the movie was going to be. I went in there thinking that there's no way that this flick was going to be as good as the first one. Um, I think I was just a little nervous at that point, right at the beginning, the opening sequence. I, I liked it. I thought it was better than the first. I know there was some people that didn't. My fiance, she's like, oh, it's just not as good as the first. I'm like, you know what? Shut up. 
<laughs> I thought it was, then I got hit. No, I'm kidding. But uh, I thought it was better than the first one. The way they did that, and you know, nobody even saw coming who you know the villain would have been. I don't think you could ask a single person that had went into that saying, "Oh, I knew that um, his dad was going to be the villain, and who his dad was going to be." So I don't think there was anybody that could even say that. But they did a James Gunn did a very good job of that. Um, he so far has been, you know, the work I've seen him do is a very good director, and he's very, I say he's very opinionated too, and he likes to go off on his fans. Not to say that he goes after them, but he's very sarcastic, which is hilarious. Like, he won't choose out any fans, but he'll pick out what they say, and then go off at that and say his opinion. But, and also filler in there, they just released a James Gunn pop figure that's going to be released at New York Comic Con. Um, it's a 500-piece exclusive, so it's going to be very hard to get unless you're actually at the event. So there's just a little plug-in for him. Yeah, I had uh, I had no no real gripes with the movie. I'm not uh, not interested in this um, Joker origin movie that they're talking about, mm-hmm. though. I don't understand why uh, why they think we need a, another Joker flick. There's so many decent uh, characters in the Bat universe. We need a we need a Batgirl movie, which uh, they are working on, which is kind of nice that. Uh, Joss Whedon is working on that one, which is, you know, finally bring someone from Marvel that has a winning strategy to actually do, you know, these DCEU movies, which are, you know, arguably tanking. And now Wonder Woman was a good movie. It, it definitely brought the light back for, to DC, but, you know, coming off of Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman, they were, for most people, pretty bad. I know there are some diehard fans that say they were the best Superman and Batman films to date. But, you know, I'm not a big DC person, so it really takes a lot to impress me with them, and they didn't do a good job. Wonder Woman did, but, you know, so that hopefully bringing someone from Marvel to do Batgirl will really lighten up most people's spirits of saying, oh, hey, DC's doing a good job now. But, yeah, to do Joker um, and them to... I, I can't remember the director's name. I'm, I'm assuming it's not really that important, <laughs> but... They brought him in just so they could possibly get Leonardo DiCaprio to do Joker. And I don't know how I feel about that at all. I mean, maybe if he was younger and looked like he did when he was in Titanic, he was thinner and looked... I guarantee you put the makeup on and he would look good. But now he's more stocky. He looks more like he would... He would look like the Jack Nicholson Joker. And, you know, that he was a one-of-a-kind, which each Joker we've had so far has been a one-of-a-kind, which is nice. So this one, to say that it might be similar to an old one. I mean, I, he's a good actor, I'll give him that, but I don't. I just don't see him playing a comic book character. At least, not the Joker. Uh, I don't... I, I like him. I, I think he could do a decent job. I think uh, the director does matter a lot, and the, the tone of this movie is going to matter. Um, actually, the guy directing it is Todd Phillips. Um, he's the guy that did the Hangover movie. Oh, I, I never really watched those. I wasn't a big fan of the stupid comedies like you know I mean now I like the scary movies and stuff like that but this one's a more serious tone type story movie so I, I just I never got into those yeah the, 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 comparing it uh, to Psychos in Love or like a natural born killers kind of kind of tone to it um, I don't know I, I I just so many people I'd rather see than Joker I, I mean they did I don't a, get it if you want to go take a Joker origin movie I mean they've already they just did uh I think it was last year or either early this year. I think it was last year. They did um, The Killing Joke, and they did it in an animated movie, which was fantastic. I mean, the first half hour was kind of 
eh, why is this in here? But that whole second half hour was basically the comic book, you know, shot for shot, which was fantastic. So, I mean, if hey, if you're going to do something, take a, you know, book from that. I have no idea what origin they're going to go from. I know he has a couple. Um, as to, you know, the weird one that even um, Alfred is supposedly the Joker in a universe. So, maybe they might use that. <laughs> I don't know. But they just, I don't know. We don't need another Joker movie. We've had, so far, five Jokers? The 70s, Jack Nicholson, uh, Heath Ledger, okay, four. And then Jared Leto. So, so I don't think we need five. Yeah. Even, even though we've had, you know, we, we get five of everybody else. But there is only one Wolverine and one Tony Stark. Now, back to Deadpool real quick. They had that, um, I know that it's wrapped and it's in the post-production now, but there was a big, big stink over the, the stunt woman who uh, who was terribly killed in that uh, that filming. Yeah, um, her name was uh, Joy S.J. Harris. Um there was a lot of controversy about that too that saying that she was wasn't um, qualified even though she was a professional uh, I don't know about motocross but like bike racer so I would say that she had as much qualification as the next guy next girl whatever and then they tried to say they only hired her just because of her race because she was black but I mean that, that they and they had really saying that uh that doesn't mean anything. It's, you know, she was the most qualified. That's exactly why we picked her. And uh, just, you know, a good of a guy as Ryan Reynolds is, he had put out, you know, a tweet right after it happened. And he said, this is, a, here's his quote for Ryan Reynolds say, Today we tragically lost a member of our crew while filming Deadpool. We're heartbroken, shocked, and devastated, but recognize nothing can come close to the grief and inexplicable pain her family and loved ones must feel in this moment. My heart pours out to them along with each and every person she touched in this world. He'd always, it seems like he's always one to right there make sure that either a wrong is righted or you know he's talking about it and, and bringing light to something that's you know pretty dark. Yeah, he, uh, he seems like a good guy. Accidents happen. Um. But yeah, hopefully you know, our hearts and prayers go out to her family that you know everything's well taken care of with this movie, and they're taken care of. And in you know light of this event, that you know they have a, a good mourning period and are okay with you know accidents happen. They had to, they stopped production immediately. They said indefinitely, but you know a lot of people are like, what's indefinitely mean? They thought they meant you know permanently, but no, it was until all of this was taken care of. So they you know made sure that this was a big deal to them, and it was properly taken care of so and I will bring that to uh, back to DC here um, the controversial topic we won't really talk a whole lot about that but the, the title of the article is very controversial in aspect of making fun of a news station that I mean I you know a lot of people watch the DC Christmas comic special that they do every year, they renamed it to the holiday special. Um, and the title said, Will Fox Notice? So obviously, you know, taking note that Fox, every time Christmas is, you know, taken from something, um, to them it's attacked. So we're not going to get into that. But if you guys have any opinion on that or what you guys think, go ahead and leave in the comments and yeah, tell us what you think. That's really non-news to me. That, uh, <laughs> that doesn't really mean anything. 
Well, you're just selling the comic, so whatever gets the comic out the door. <laughs> what does mean something to me, if I pull out of here and I see a big red balloon tied <laughs> to uh, the grate by my car, that's going to... Yeah, that was that's interesting. Um, speaking of that, that was in uh, Libet's PA here. Yeah, it's, it's pretty local to us. Um, yeah, people, because of the movie It releasing, was it this past weekend? Or I tried not to notice. <laughs> I tell people I don't, uh, I don't really dig the, the scary stuff. I don't watch, I don't watch Walking Dead because I don't like zombies. I can't, uh, I can't sit through and a how, movie are, like how are you it. doing this? Are you do, participating in the zombie run or doing anything with that? Or is that just, you just kind of sponsoring? Um, yeah, I just throw the money and when they start walking around the street, I close the shades here and lock the doors in the <laughs> store. And I'll open up uh, the next day. So I guess that that leaves me to talk about this one because I actually went and saw the movie, which I, you know, I'll kind of get an opinion later. But um, yeah, in Lidditz, PA, uh, police respond to red balloons tied to sewer grates, um, and they had released this to Facebook so people can see it. It says a certain movie is coming to theaters in two days, and the local prankster took it up, uh, took it upon themselves to promote the movie. We give points for creativity. However, however, we want the local pranksters to know that we were completely terrified as we removed these balloons from their grades, and we respectfully request that they do not do that again. If you're not sure what we're talking about, search it and watch the preview, but we suggest watching the preview with a friend or coworker with all the lights on and the sound down low. You'll float too. And this is, you know, that's all quoted what they said. So, but yeah, the movie had just released. Um, I would say it's probably the my favorite horror movie this year. I'm not a huge horror critic, but um, I like watching them. I find them funny. Uh, you'd sit there and you can say, don't go in there. You know something's going to happen. And, and plenty of times in this movie, they hear things, they see things moving, and what do they do? They go towards it. A normal person's going to turn around and run away. But no, they go towards it. So, But uh, I would suggest going to see it. Um, it's definitely worth going to see in theaters. It, there's a, it's very loud, so just to warn you, and there is a few jump scares. It's not completely scary. It's just creepy. The way they do the the way the clown looks and some of the uh, things that scare the kids, it's very creepy. So if you were into that stuff, I would highly suggest going to see it. Oh, you're done talking. I have my yes. hands. I have my hands <laughs> over my ears in case you're going to talk about something scary. Uh, um, Marvel and Star Wars are leaving Netflix. We're not going to be able to find any of those uh, those shows on on Netflix starting in 2019. Um, that's kind of a big deal. I mean, yeah, that's that's. Uh, I have I have yet to purchase Doctor Strange. I have seen it three times in theaters, and it, if I would have, if it was still out, I would say go it, see it IMAX 3D because you can tell it's what it was meant to be played in. It was good, but I still have yet to you know buy it but it's on netflix so that was kind of nice to be able to watch it there but yeah they're getting rid of everything that is marvel and disney related yeah because disney is starting their own uh streaming service yes it, it doesn't say what it is called yet um and it does not say what when it's going to but they they're quoted we are going to launch big and we're going to launch hot so and their app will have the entire output of studios, animation, live action, and Disney, including Pixar, Star Wars, and all of the Marvel films. So they don't say what it's called, but they definitely know that they are pulling out. I would assume pulling out of a lot of streaming services that they're in just to do this. But you know that's pulling out opinion there. They want money, and that's why they bought Star Wars and Marvel because it's a big cash cow. Disney likes money. 
But that's my opinion. So you guys, you guys can hate me for that, but I love I love Disney movies. Don't get me wrong. Lady and the Tramp, um, Fox and the Hound is one of my favorites. You talk all oh, those sad stories, movies, Disney. No, Fox and the Hound is terribly sad. When she leaves the fox behind, that's that's awful. But yeah, that's my opinion. Disney is a cash cow. They want all the money they can get. So, well, they paid a lot of money for Star Wars, so I don't really blame them. Uh, but now it could be another 15 bucks a month that people are going to have to pay so they yeah. can uh, stream some of these Star Wars flicks and uh, and Marvel movies too. Yeah, I'm just going to buy the DVDs and watch them over and over again. I've got most of them anyway, but yeah, so um, be on the lookout for that. See what it's you know going to be called. I can't even throw out a guess what it's called. Disney on the go. I mean, they've already got so many Disney XD apps and just for, you know, kids to play games, so... But yeah, I mean, I, I, as much money as they want, they did good investments in buying Marvel and DC, or Marvel and, Marvel and Star Wars. <laughs> they uh, are doing a very good job with them too. Um, I believe you said that they just got J.J. Abrams back for the new Star for the new Star Wars. Yeah, I just read that the other day. Uh, he's gonna do uh, uh, number nine, which is gonna be great. I mean, he did a good job with number seven, so. I don't. There wasn't too many complaints about that. I mean, obviously, there was a little bit of controversial about a female-led movie, or and you know the other lead character was black. But they did it perfect. They, they, now yeah, they were great. Everyone just is talking about uh, about Ray. Yeah, and who is she? Where is she from? What's her lineage? So and, and seeing and what's kind of neat about you know bringing pop figures back into it, they release a lot of this stuff beforehand. Obviously, to catch your interest of saying, oh, that's that's a, a costume that's going to be in the movie. Oh, I want to get this. It's it's interesting. So they have a couple figures of Finn in a imperial um, garb, the gray suit getup. So that's going to be an interesting little plot to see where that kind of pulls up. If he's going to be, you know, either go back to them or you know be another spy. So that'll be something interesting to look out for. Uh, yeah, uh, stars all the, all the same people, and the release date for that flick is December twentieth, two thousand and nineteen, pushed back from uh, May of uh, two thousand nineteen. So, uh, following the uh, the December tradition here that we yeah. are into with Star Wars, which is kind of nice. It's a you know extra Christmas present there. So yeah, and perfect timing to uh, sell toys. Yes. So it's, well, there, then there you go again. Does he know how to make profit? They know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, they don't own Pokemon though, and uh, we do have the, yeah, uh, I think twentieth animated film from Pokemon coming out in November. Yeah, it's uh, called I Choose You. It's in in theaters November fifth and sixth. I don't have a whole lot of details on that. I just know that it is going to be like uh, most, because um, I, I guess you would consider you know Pokemon is an anime, so most anime um, movies that come out are specific to certain theaters. So. Um, I'm sure if you go to Pokemon's official website, they'll have information on it, where to get your tickets, um, you know, where to go to the movies. But yeah, it's their 20th, 20th movie. When, when was their first release? Like, when do they first release everything? Beats me. It's, I know it, it's at least been, I think, was it 98 was the first game? Decades. It's, yeah, I mean, I, it's been only a few years since I was bored they started doing this stuff. And, you know, I'm remembering playing the games since they'd come out. Yeah, 20 movies. That's a lot. So, November 5th and 6th, go get your tickets. Um, I'm, I'm just assuming by the picture they gave you, which is a picture of Ash and Pikachu, it's going to be mainly about them. I, I would only guess it's probably like an origin, another origin story, but 
I don't know. I don't got a lot of info on that one. So, all right. Well, we um, hopefully you guys had a good time. Uh, we were nervous. Uh, this was the first first podcast. Um, we'll end it strong though, because we did uh, last Saturday. We had a chance to interview Ken Hunt uh, when he came in here to do a signing for the book. Uh, we were able to sit down and ask him a couple questions about where he came from and um, you know why this book is special. Um, he gave a great interview, and he's a great guy. Uh, so hang in there for another 10, 15 minutes. Listen to what he has to say. And, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, and so you know, I'm not across the room yelling in this interview. We had some technical difficulties before we went in. You know, we're going to invest in a good mic for this. But, yeah, so um, the audio for my mic cut out, so you're going to hear me very quietly. I'm not yelling across the room. Um, but, yeah, so I had to go back and edit that. But it, his audio is clear as day, so you know, Niels is too. You can kind of hear me, so you can hear the questions being asked, and he gives some pretty proficient answers. So yeah, hang in there for another, I believe it's 14, 15 minutes, and uh, we'll see you next time. That's a story for a different podcast. Yeah, keep it casual. Yeah. Um, my first question I would have, how long have you been doing this? Uh, professionally, a little over 27 years. Okay, and uh, unprofessionally, how long? About uh, since I was about five, which five? makes it about 40-some. Now, were they good <laughs> enough to get on the refrigerator, or did mom and dad say no? Um, <laughs> well, actually, when I, when I was a little kid, I used to come home every day after school and have to watch Speed Racer, and I would draw the Mach 5 from the profile shot, because that's all I could draw. And my father was an amateur cartoonist. He was you know, doing stuff on the back of leather jackets since you know, like the 50s and 60s, and he was five bucks to do a painting on the back of a leather jacket and other drawings and stuff. And he got tired of watching me draw that car from the side, and he's like, you gotta learn how to do a little different for here. So he taught me some basic perspective, drawing using cubes and cylinders to draw a, a, like a steam locomotive from an angle. And he taught me how to build it from there. And it, it just kind of evolved from there. And then one day I went around the corner to a drugstore and saw this comic book. I guess 75 cents a week allowance. And half of that came from my grandmother because I had to work in her little grocery store on the corner. So that was kind of my salary, you know, before the child labor laws kicked in. Stocking shelves, you know. But, you know, I, I learned a lot of lessons doing it. I learned a lot about business. But anyway... It evolved from there because I walked in the little corner drugstore and spent my allowance on a 50-cent comic book of Giant Size X-Men number one. It's brand new on the shelf. So I'm dating myself because that was 1975. And, and between that and my allowance, I got myself a candy bar and a comic book and sat on the step and read it. And after I did, of course, I rolled it up and stuck it in my back pocket and sat on it while I ate my candy bar because I didn't want to mess it up with the chocolate. So I creased, you know, it's, I still had the book. It's horrible condition. Um, it's probably pretty worthless, but nostalgically, it's worth a lot to me. But no, I, I started because I wanted, just wanted to draw the Mach 5, and my father got tired of watching me draw the same thing, and he taught me that, and then I bought a comic book. And because of Gil Kane's cover art is why I bought it, with some older back issues on the spinner rack there, and, and that really kicked me up a notch, and it's like, I want to start drawing this stuff. So that, that's how I actually started doing it. The first time I noticed you was drawing um, the cover of Talon, uh, New 52 Talon, mm -hmm. um, for the Bat Family. Is that your favorite thing to draw? Um, 
Yeah, currently it is. It is. I mean, I have a lot of favorite characters that I love to draw. Um, like Lady Death. I just recently had that Lady Death cover come out from Coffin Comics with Brian Polito. Awesome guy to work with. Um, I love Spawn. Uh, Todd McFarlane's Spawn. I would kill to get a cover for that. I, I, I would do it for free if Todd would let me. I really would. But legally, he's got to pay me, so I'd do it for a dollar and a whole bunch of comp copies. <laughs> so if Todd hears this, there's my offer. Go ahead. Throw me a dollar and let me draw a cover. Uh, if Todd McFarlane's listening to our podcast, that'd be pretty awesome. We'll send him a note. <laughs> They'll probably get a dirty letter going, stop talking about me. <laughs> no, Todd's a great guy. Has there anything ever been strange happened to you at, at conventions? Like, has anyone, anyone ever come up? Because I know you do commissions. Right? Have you ever been to a convention? It's nothing yeah. but strange things happening I mean, in conventions. Well, yeah, but I mean, has anyone ever come up to you and asked for a commission that was different, per se? Like, anything that was either you were either comfortable with or just like, well, okay, I've never done this before? I've had people come up to me at conventions wanting what you would call not safe for work art, um, which is, is fairly common because I've actually done more mature reader stuff in the past. Um, some of it's very not safe for work. Some yeah, there's a, there's a big market for cheesecake. Uh, oh art. yeah, absolutely. But I've actually done more than just cheesecake art. You know, I've worked with publishers over in Italy and France. So just let your imagination go with that one. Uh, most of those weren't even for sale in this country. Uh, but I've had people come up to me at conventions wanting what you would call not safe for work art, mature artwork, um, and then hand me photo references of their significant others, and so it, it kind of created that intimacy of knowledge of a fan that I really was not ready for. Or didn't want it all. You know, you all, it's not, not that you don't want it at all. I mean, you want to please your fans. But I mean, when I've had friends and things like that come up to me, I've known for a special type of artwork like that, that I don't have a problem with doing. But when it's a fan you don't know walks up and says, hey, can you draw my wife doing this? And here's a picture of her doing it. I'm like, wow, that is, that is just, I can't have, I can't draw that in this convention. I'll mail that to you after I draw it at home. I cannot draw that sitting here. And I can't lay your wife's picture down while I reference it. Uh, don't email that to me either, <laughs> please. So yeah, I've had some strange things happen. You know, what I call strange is usually more bizarre than the average person, because you know, you do get to meet some really interesting people at conventions. And I've got fans of every walk of life from every color you can imagine, every job description. I've had lawyers, high, high-end lawyers, corporate lawyers, uh, down to the, the average, you know, working class guy who's, who's struggling to pay his rent, comes in, wants to buy a sketch, and I, it's like, the, the guy making all the millions of dollar lawyer, you know, let him spend the money. I, I take care of my fans, whether, you know, they make a million dollars a year or they make $10 a week, you know, so you get to meet everybody in between, you know, and then you get all kinds of really great people. So I, I don't consider much of it weird. I just, I'm just used to it. So we're, uh, the reason that you're here today is because of the, uh, Harley Quinn 25th anniversary book that, uh, our store was able to commission from DC comics. Uh, it doesn't just happen overnight and there's quite a process no. to it. Can you, there can you talk a, a little bit about what goes it. into doing a, doing a cover, especially well, an exclusive one <clears> like this? Well, with the exclusive cover, I had this, this bizarre email came from DC. I wasn't really expecting, um, you know, asking if I had time to do this cover you know, for the comics vault. And of course, you know, when they said it's Harley Quinn, I said, yeah, absolutely, I'd be happy to do it. Because I just love Harley Quinn. And of course, I've been to the comics vault last year, doing Batman Day, and 
it's an incredible store. I love this store. Um, so I just jumped. I said, yeah, absolutely. I got to do this cover. And of course, you know, when it comes to comic book covers, it's not just draw the cover and send it in and they print it and call it a day. No, you have to go through an approval process with the editorials. But on this stage, they had to send it to the store to get approved too. So sure, they don't they it, don't permit it, the owner to talk directly to you, and then DC talks to you. Yeah, and DC you, became the middleman, yep. which is very odd because DC contacted me. I replied to DC. DC replied to the store, and then they said, "Okay, this is what we got to do. We got to go to the store, find out how they want it, because you got to make it." to make what they want to have on their cover. So I said, okay, no problem. So they contacted the store, store gets back to them, DC gets back to me. I say, okay, let me draw a rough sketch. I do a rough drawing, I send it back to DC, DC sends it back to the store, and we rinse and repeat until the final inked version is completely done. And it had to go through complete approval stages. So, and there was some corrections had to be made because I had uh, the movie version of Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn on one of the, the cards that the classic Harley's throwing. And I had to change that one a little bit, so I turned her into Bombshell Harley, which is still really cool. So, there's no bad version of Harley in my opinion. But yeah, the, the steps that had to be taken was kind of mind-numbing because it was like a ping-pong game, back and forth, yeah. back and forth. And DC Comics was the net. You know, everything had to go over them. So it, w it was tedious at times, and we didn't have a lot of time to do it. I mean, you think about a week and a half to two weeks, that, that's plenty of time to do a cover. Not when you're back and forth trying to wait and get information, you know? What was worth it to me? I think it, uh, it turned out killer. I'm really proud of it, and I'm, uh, I'm super excited that you were able <clears> to be a part of it. And um, oh, yeah. like I mentioned to you, one of, the, one of the reasons I wanted to have you in, I think you're a, a stellar artist, but also you're local. You're in PA, and I knew you'd be able to come to the store and do an appearance, and that's one of the things you like to do, so I really wanted to... Yeah, yeah. well, was, the fact of it is Altoona, is Altoona is not what you would call, like, right in the middle of anywhere, but it's right in the center of everything. Um, so you got a great bunch of fans here. You got a you got a big following here. You got a wonderful store. The fact that it's in an actual bank with a bank vault, and it just makes it so cool looking. So if anybody comes in, just get your picture taken with the door, get right by the bank vault door. It's just so cool. Uh, I think a lot of the fans are excited. Yeah, I think a lot of the fans are excited. I, I know that DC had to push I, back. I that had to push pretty back. Pretty back issues. Yeah, that. Pretty issues, but yeah, you think that so. You know, you'd think that you'd have more people upset that it was one weekend and then it gets pushed back to the next. Yeah, yeah, I was happy to see that too. I'm still really excited about this. I've had people come up to me and say, "Can you go get me?" Yeah, yeah, it's heartbreaking when you do something like this and and you put all the work out a speed bump. And I'm just glad it was only a week, not a month, not two months, because. I'm not going to drop any names, but some publishers out there have had major books delayed for months at a time in, in what they would consider a series. So I'm not, I'm not going to drop any names because I want to <coughs> keep my job. So, no, um, no, I mean, it happens. I mean, it's not usually the publisher's fault. It's sometimes the printing errors or it's a printing overload. They have too many. They can't get them all printed in time. It happens. Um, sometimes it's an editorial problem. Sometimes you had to go back and redraw half the book for some reason. Something happened somewhere. They couldn't produce what they have. 
you know, so it's, it's hard to say, and I'm not on the bureaucratic side of it. I'm just, I'm just the, the peon artist that just draws the pictures when they call me. So. You, you get the music and just play it. Someone else writes the music. Yeah, pretty much, music. pretty much. I'm, I'm the monkey dancing to the organ grinder, you know. And uh, we're going to have this book available uh, all day today uh, here at the store. Uh, also, you're going to be in Baltimore at Baltimore Comic Con, yeah, which, for Baltimore my money, Comic-Con. is one of the best shows on the East Coast. You're going to be there oh, all next is. weekend, uh, yep. September 22nd, 23rd, 24th. Uh, yeah. You can get that book there, too, and yeah, have it signed. we're going to keep the Harley Quinn party going because I'll have uh, a free exclusive giveaway that I'll be giving away down there, too. It's another free Harley Quinn print uh, for the first 100 people to come to my table. I've also got uh, their... Um, Celebrating the anniversary of Mike Waringo's uh, Telos with the yearbook down there. I've got a, right. a piece in the yearbook also, which is really cool because when you get that yearbook, almost every artist that's in there is in Baltimore. So it's like a really cool scavenger hunt going around and, you know, getting all the autographs in the yearbook. So, Well, I know we're about to open the doors and let the people in to, uh, to meet you, get their books signed, get their, get their prints. Um, anything else we can look forward to for the, uh, the rest of the 2017? Oh. Lord, oh, uh, looking forward to, <laughs> I guess that depends on your point of view. Um, um, there's a good chance that I will be filming a TV pilot sometime this year. I can't talk about it. Um, I wish I could. I mean, that's about all I can say. Um, we're going to try to film a TV pilot to uh, solicit out there to some networks. We already have a couple of interested networks, but... We have to get a pilot filmed out of our pocket, which is a lot of money. Um, so if you know anybody that's got any money they just want to give away, you know, help go towards filming a pilot, you know, <laughs> don't hesitate to contact me on Facebook. Are you looking for any like, free actors or anything like that? Um, no, we got, we got that part covered. And sadly, I'm actually one of them going to be in front of the camera, um, which is really bizarre. I mean, it's... I can't say what kind of show it is or what it, where it's going to be or anything right now, but it's... It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun and completely similar to a lot of things, but very different at the same time. But yeah, I, I, that's what I'm doing. I have another convention uh, coming up in Lebanon, Pennsylvania on November 12th. I think it's called ParanoiaCon. Um, I got like all these different names bouncing through my head, so I'm hoping that's the right name. Um, but after that, I don't really have anything lined up for the rest of the year. Um, Maybe a couple covers we're waiting to hear on. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting to hear back from a couple of companies. Um, you know, I sent the artwork in. I'm waiting to find out if they're going to use them. Um, I've got the Godsend number five cover I'm working on right now. It's already penciled out. The pencils are on my Facebook page. Um, I'm working on a, a new independent book called uh, The Rum Running Queen, which is based during the, pre- or the Prohibition days of the 1930s. Um, really cool, very different than the superhero stuff, so... It's a fun project. I'm just doing the cover for. Drawing a 1929 Ford Model T is not easy, especially when you got to blow it up, you know, and still make it look like a Ford Model T. And that's going to be right on the front cover. And so it's it's really and cool. That brings us it's right really back cool. to the Mach 5 that you uh, you started to draw with. Now you're drawing old cars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if one of these companies called me up and said, "Hey, we want you to do a cover," of, you know, the Mach 5 getting blown up, I'd have to tell them I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I can blow up a Model T all day, which I can't blow up the Mach 5. I can't do it. Now, before we leave, then, uh, you want to go ahead and give out your, uh, all your uh, social media contacts and tool to get a hold of you? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Facebook. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah, the easiest way is on Facebook at uh, facebook.com, uh, Ken Hunt Art. It's all one word. 
Um, that's probably the best way to get a hold of me is through that. And I also have a regular Facebook page you can send me a friend request on, and that's uh, facebook.com forward slash ken.hunt.104. So, and that's, that's actually the best way. I mean, I have my other websites and DVNR pages, but they're, they're very limited. You know, I can't interact with the fans as much, and that, that's very important to me is, you know, interacting with the fans. Oh, my pleasure. Yeah, thanks for your time. Appreciate oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's great being here. I can't wait to see the fans. Let's get this party started.